Hey, welcome to Sex, Drugs, and Spirituality with Sydney DeLorean. That's me. I know I haven't updated in a while. Sorry, guys. Um, for most of you who are not Patreon subscribers, uh, I'll let you know what's going on. I've still been updating the Patreon fairly regularly because those people pay. Also, it doesn't involve research or writing to do decency with DeLorean. I just talk into a microphone, which is very easy. Um, but the main feed of the show, the one you're listening to right now, actually takes a lot of work. Um, in the glory days, uh, for the episodes I consider to be the best, it was like doing a research paper every week, and I would read articles and doc watch documentaries and take notes and reformat and make you know what I mean and I was really proud of that work and uh lately I just haven't had the time nor the gumption to do so and then I I just hate recording half-assed episodes because it's I, I just don't like putting a shitty product out there um but um you know, on top of having a full-time job, um, I recently enrolled in a training program to become a Pilates instructor, which is super exciting, but it is a little more um, work on my plate. And then um, also, the in the biggest wah-wah in history, I've been having issues with my endometriosis again and... There's probably another surgery on the horizon. Um, the good news when it comes to that is uh, there's now a specialist at the Mayo Clinic in Arizona. So if I do end up having another surgery, I won't have to travel to Atlanta like I did last time. But I mean, I still have to set aside, um, you know, unpaid time off of work and thousands of dollars in copay and it's whatever you know what I mean I'm just I'm I'm doing the preliminaries of getting the tests and going to the doctor's appointment before deciding if I'm gonna you know if that's what I have to be but um getting sick again number one has interrupted my productivity because being sick um, but number two, I think it's definitely played a psychological role, like a toll, it's put a psychological toll on me because being chronically ill sucks. Having an illness that doesn't have a cure, but can go into remission sucks. Deal having something that is not properly treated by the medical community and and that doctors graduating medical school to this day are being taught the wrong definition of it's all very very frustrating and um I really just wanted that to be my past like the last surgery I think was my fifth surgery and I wanted that to be the last. And I just didn't want to think about it anymore. I wanted to be kind of like when I got LASIK and I became someone who used to wear glasses. I wanted it to be like I was someone who used to have endometriosis, who used to be sick every day. Um, but uh, it's sneaking back into my life. And it's um, it's frustrating. And so... 
Um, you know, between fuck, like, why did I have to start getting sick right when I start a, a job that or a, like a school to do a physically a physical job? It's very frustrating because those two things are butting heads. Um, anyways, so and then like a part of me is like, well, if I really wanted to do the show, I would make the time. I would make the time. And I, and and the truth is, I guess I haven't felt um super driven to do this project. Um, again, if you only know me from the show, you don't know that I'm uh a multimedia artist and so you know and the way I ended up doing that is I would finish one degree um and and learn one modality and I would get restless and I would want to learn another one because I'm just not content to like only draw or only paint or only sew or only do music and so it is kind of shocking that um I've kept this going for as long as I have because I just, I, I have a wandering attention span. And so it's like, I, I've been really addicted to dyeing clothes lately. So I've been, I've been dyeing things. Um, and I've also been drawing, which I hadn't been doing for a while. And, um, and I'm writing music. So I, I guess I, 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 I do have free time, but I'm just, I haven't been applying it to sex, drugs, and spirituality um, because the the love affair is kind of waning. If you do want to hear from me on a regular basis, the Patreon, I, I update almost every single week at the very least, at least once a week. Um, but the main feed, I don't know if I'm ever going to be able to get it back to being like a weekly show. Um because like I guess I don't have whatever whatever you know what I mean like I'm a person living a life trying to have a well-rounded experience and I have a job and I exercise and I do art and now I'm back in school and like whatever you know what I mean I feel like I'm being really whiny and overly apologetic so that's what's going on with me uh, patreon.com slash sex, drugs, and spirituality to listen to the decency with DeLorean, personal monologues, things, um, so raw and personal and honest. I wouldn't talk about them without taking a dollar out of your pocket, which is how much it is. It's $1 a month. Download the Patreon app. Subscribe to Tim Dillon's podcast. It's fucking awesome. Um... So I am doing this episode today because there is a vegan restaurant in Arizona that I've been eating at for two decades, no joke, and it's called Loving Hut, and it's owned by a cult, and everyone kind of is like, yeah, I think it's owned by a cult, and the members like work there. And when you walk into this place called Loving Hut, and maybe you've been to one because there are 220 of them worldwide, um, they will oftentimes have a TV playing videos of their leader, who is uh, the Supreme Master Ching Hai, and she's like a lady. <laughs> she's a Vietnamese lady. Um, and she... Uh, so they'll show videos of her talking and they'll have books of hers. Like she self publishes these books, um, 
And like my favorite one is just about her parrots and it's pictures of her parrots and it lists their likes and don't likes. So sometimes if I go there to dinner, I'll be like, oh, whoever I'm with, I'll just, you have to see this is my favorite one of her books. It's all about her parrots and has like a lot of comic sans and, you know, swirly fonts. Um, and I hadn't really thought about it in a while, uh, but I went there on Sunday because my boyfriend wanted to take me out on a date. We really don't get to go on dates um, just because the way our schedules are that we never have, we used to have one day off a week together and now we don't have any days off together. Um, and so we haven't been on a date in forever and I don't really care because I don't like going out to eat and I don't, you know, I don't go to bars or whatever, but, um, I think it, 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 it's a thing that people do. And, um, he really wanted to take me on a date and, uh, said, let's, let me take you to Loving Hut because he wanted to pick a vegan place that I would like, um, and so I was a I was a vegetarian from age seven, and I became vegan at age fifteen, and now I'm thirty seven, and um, it's only been in the past couple years that I'm not vegan, and I did that for health reasons, um, particularly having all the surgeries that I've had and wanting to heal properly. Um, and have experiencing like a notable difference in my recuperation and my workouts, et cetera, um, switching from plant proteins to animal proteins. And it was a really difficult decision for me because I don't like eating animal products. They are not delicious to me. I don't crave them. I don't like the idea of eating an animal or killing an animal or harming an animal, like it's just not my thing. I think that I'm like a natural vegan, but I it reached a break breaking point where it wasn't working for me anymore. And so I eat a lot of protein bars. I take a lot of supplements that have like bovine collagen and fish oil and a lot of like protein cookies that are made with eggs. Um, because like I don't I, I don't crave those things or want to eat them, but like I they they seem to work for me. Like my body seems to work better for me when I eat like bulletproof bars that are made out of uh, animal proteins. Like anyways, it's just like my background is that I was a vegan for 20 years, basically over well over 20 years. I guess. Yeah. 20 years. Um, very, very strict, like wouldn't get the flu shot that had egg in it. So I would have to go to a special location if I was getting a flu shot to get the one that wasn't made using eggs, like just like kind of ridiculous, you know what I mean? But, um, I had an eating disorder and, um, it's really, it's a lot easier to hide your eating disorder if you, have like a doctrine behind it. And so uh, I think a lot of veganism is that way. It's a lot of like clean eating programs. Like it's orthorexia is what it is. Um, but you use like this moral stance to justify it. Um, because like I, like I couldn't eat like things that had any sort of animal protein in it. I didn't go out to eat or eat things that would be made on like the same flap top grill as somewhere with meat. Like it just was so intense. It was so intense and it made it easier, you know, especially 
20 years ago when vegan food wasn't common it made it really easy to have an excuse to like not eat at um like group gatherings or whatever so everyone's chowing down on their burgers and fries which I wouldn't want to eat the vegan version of because that would be fattening right and it was easier to say instead of saying oh no thank you I don't eat carbs or no thank you I I'm not interested in that it was easier to be like oh well I'm vegan so I can't you know what I mean it put a governor on my eating which, well, listen, I'm a binge eater, so the governor is always good. But anyways, so I, I, I've been aware of this restaurant for a long time, and I knew it was a cult, but I, like, would look it up, and it, it says that this lady, okay, first of all, this lady was born in, in 1950. She had a Vietnamese mother, a Chinese father. Um, she was born in Vietnam, and... Um, She's now based out of Taiwan. Um, but apparently she was right. Sorry, guys. She was raised. And I did take an edible before this because if I haven't talked to you in forever, I might as well be talking about spirituality while on drugs. You're going to have to subscribe to Patreon to hear me talk about sex. Hey, um, hmm. What was I saying? I just got distracted thinking about having sex with your father. Um, so she was raised Catholic, but then like she was introduced to um, Buddhism because she like met a Buddhist monk in Germany and she followed him for three years Um and, but they wouldn't let her in because the monastery didn't allow females in. So she moved to India to study religions. Like she's a typical spiritual seeker. Um, and so, although this article says she learned the basics of Buddhism from her grandmother, who cares? Who the fuck cares? I don't fucking care. And when I ate at the restaurant, I should say, the date did not go well because there was a giant black hair in my pot sticker and I wish I would have noticed before I took a bite because it was hanging out like it was like hanging out to both ends of it and then the inside was like it was crimped into the pot sticker but both ends were hanging out and I took a bite out of it and then it kind of like put it that was the appetizer and so it kind of I kind of put a damper on the meal and um, we were like well Sorry guys, we can just like we can just close out. This is really ruined things for us. And they were like, "Oh, you don't have to pay us. Sorry, like accidents happen, whatever." And I was like, "It just really." And then my boyfriend wanted to go out to eat. He's like, "Do you want to go to a different restaurant?" And I said, "Can we just go to Sprouts? Because you know what they have at Sprouts? They have the ingredients for food you can make yourself. And if I and then it's not gonna have a hair in it." And that's like, oh my god, sorry. That's a bare, I do not mean to keep yawning. That is the bare minimum that I want out of a meal is just not to eat hair. Uh, I'm not my dog who walks around licking the floor 
which is gross. And you know, especially if you're a woman, no matter how much you sweep, which for me, it's every other day, but no matter how much you sweep, there's going to be hairs on the ground. And I know that my dog eats my hair when he's walking around licking the floor because when he goes poop sometimes, he has dangling poops that he can't shake loose because they're strung on a hair that's hanging out of his butt. So it's just a hair hanging out of his butt with a poop dangling off of it and then I have to take my little bagged hand and I have to pull it out I have to pull I have to and I, I just am like dude can you quit licking the floor because I, I'm sick of pulling my hair out of your butt it's gross um how did I even end up talking about that oh yeah there was a hair in my food where I went to eat at the restaurant which not to diss on vegans except for the fact that and I can say this as like an ex-militant vegan that um, the superiority complex with them is fucking ridiculous. It's so fucking ridiculous. And then also it, it's weird how like it's supposed to be this like is the term panacea this like it fixes everything veganism is going to fix your health you're going to be skinny and healthy and it's going to stop global warming and no animals will be harmed which if anyone knows anything about factory farming of vegetables is you kill a lot of fucking animals in the process of it because they are like invasive predators and they will fuck up your crops and they and and the shit that like tills it those machines, they, they, all manner of, of rodents and bunnies and whatnot are killed in, in the making of vegetables. And also, like, monocropping is not good. It's not great for the environment. So, like, monocropping soybeans isn't solving all the world's problems. And becoming vegan does not solve your weight problem because... Listen, for a lot of people it does because it provides a governor on their eating. But um, when you are vegan, and I know this is someone who's extensively studied nutrition science while being vegan, you replace all of your zero-carb protein sources, which are animal pro protein sources, you replace those with high-carb protein sources, such as beans. Do you see the problem of this is that you greatly increase your carbohydrate intake. And there is no way to get a full amino acid profile while being vegan and keto. There is not a way. And like ultimately, that's why I had to stop because I have insulin resistance. I don't handle carbs or sugars well. I, if I eat fucking, if I eat fruit, I gain weight and get yeast infections. Like it just doesn't work for me. And my body is so happy when I stick to keto. And um, I need proper nutrition. So anyways, that is my thing. So I think that vegans are annoying because they have this idea that they're, solve they're changing the world. They're solving the world's problems just by not eating meat. And I get it because I was that person for 20 years. And now it's just like, you got to find what works for you. And all of our food that's like factory farmed and processed is like not ideal, right? So we're just trying to, just trying to find the best fit in a garbage field. You know what I mean? Find what works for you. 
and stop being such a pretentious twat about it. Um, but anyways, so not to diss on vegans except for I just did, but also this incident that happened on Sunday was the third time, it's the third vegan restaurant in the valley that I can no longer go to because I found hair in my food. Which begs the question, like, are these vegans, they don't have, like, a, a hairbrush and a lint roller and a hairnet? Like, it's not that hard to keep your fucking hair out of the food. And I'm not talking about, like, a little broken piece or someone's dog hair was stuck to their shirt and fell on my food and wasn't noticed. I am talking about giant long hairs that I've found in my food and now three local vegan places. And so... I'm like, is your hair falling out because you're malnourished? Like, why is there so much hair in the food at the vegan restaurant? So, um, aside from the weird cult vibes, um, I think I'm done with Loving Hut because I had a hair in my food. And I just, I can't, I can't, I know accidents happen, but like, once you've bit into a hair somewhere, it's really hard to want to go back. Um, anyways, so the, this cult, which is like, okay, well, she teaches Buddhist meditation. Um, what could be so bad about this? Um, is it that she compares herself to God, um, and makes them call her a supreme master? Um, is it that she makes them listen to her music, which is terrible? Um, is it that like, some of her cult members, they wear medallions with her image on it. And which is like, you know that I'm very anti-deity. So the minute there's one head figure that everyone's looking up to and they're worshiping, whether it be a spiritual leader or a tech startup run by a blonde with a really low voice, um, it seems wrong right, to unquestionably follow someone because you assume that they have it all figured out. They have been given the keys to the kingdom. They have been gifted with with this innate, sorry guys, I am clearly tired. I don't know if the yawns gave it away. This innate wisdom that you could not possibly ever have. So you have to just listen to them because they know what's up and you don't know. Because somehow, despite being both born onto the same earth, they were born with the wisdom of the ages. They just have it. They didn't have to read or learn or experience it. They just have it. Or God forbid you believe that someone has a direct pipeline to god or the divine it just you know what i mean um and so like the supreme master ching hai she puts forth this image of she's this happy lady she sings these simple romantic folk songs for hours for fucking hours she's singing folk songs to you um and people uh her method of uh what did they call her method of meditation? It's called Quan Yin. Um, and you're supposed to meditate two and a half hours a day, but on Sundays it can be as much as five. Um, and 
I just, at least with Nexium, they got to play volleyball, which is like weird, but at least it's a fun interactive game. They didn't have to sit and listen to Keith Raniere sing folk songs to them. Um. So what else did I want to say about this, ladies? I'm like forgetting all my shit because I didn't write an essay or do notes because I just I don't have it in me, you guys. I don't I don't want to do a research essay every week about shit that I like don't even really care that much about. If you want to talk about the Salton Sea <laughs> or anything about boats, I got a lot to say about it, but this show is not called Boating on the Salton Sea. It, it's not. Maybe it will be when I move there because I'm trying to get financing to buy some land. Anyways, um, God. I'm really sorry for anyone who's uh, listening. So these fucking members, they donate all their money to her. She's a millionaire. They have to meditate all the time and like listen to her um, sing. They also have to follow a strict vegan diet. And like that is very, um, very, very important. Like you cannot deviate on that. You must be vegan because it's a fully vegan cult. Um, so these are the five precepts to follow. Do no harm to other living beings. No lying. No stealing. No sexual misconduct. And no intoxicants defined in association literature as alcohol, tobacco, or illicit drugs. So, like, fair enough, right? And the do no harm to other living beings it has to do with animals, um... But you know what harm they did do? They were busted in 2004 because they had built structures on a national park. So what happened was the Supreme Master Ching Hai bought an estate in Florida uh, by the Biscayne Bay National Park in South Florida. And... Um, park rangers found this very elaborate bridge structure that had like awnings on it it was a large boardwalk it was finished with wood and glass balustrade i don't know what that is there was a causeway they created a causeway across the water to a tiny man-made island and they made this island in the swampland by like like piling boulders on top of each other and I remembered reading about this in 2004 so like they did this obviously without permission this is national park land it's protected land and they thought well we're out in the is it called the Everglades uh let's just build an island without permission we'll just build an island and then we'll build a walkway from the supreme master's house to this island where she can lead us in meditation on our the island and no one will ever find out because trees and it's not like national parks have actual people assigned to them to watch after them it's not like they have some sort of park ranger to monitor the land so anyways they were found out and the minute police started like sniffing around they all left 
like there were like they what did it say uh there was a film of white on the water Film of white on the water with each ebb and flow of the tide and the aviary. I don't know what that means. So anyways, it took, like it cost, I saw estimates of $1 million to $5 million to fix this because they had cut down mangrove trees and, um, you know, built structures and it had to be removed and the trees needed to be replanted. It was a whole fucking thing. It was a whole fucking thing. Um, and we should say too that um the lady who who bought the house was not going under the name Supreme Master Ching Hai. She had uh an alias Celestia de Lamour. Um and that was the lady who bought this property adjacent to the farm and she bought it for seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars. But make no mistake, Celestia de Lamour is Supreme Master Ching Hai. And why is why is she using a fake name? I don't know. I have no idea. But she fled the country. Um and this is an older article I'm reading about the national park situation. The police couldn't find her. Um and so uh Wow. So the guy who sold the property to uh, Delamore said he tried to pursue the park service to preserve the boardwalk they built um, and the causeway and the island because he wanted to turn the area into an educational park for visitors. Um, And he was shocked that the park rangers tore it all up. Um... So, and they're like, no, we had to restore the area to its original condition. Um, yeah, it's so weird. It's so weird. Um, so yeah, they're, they're, they're fucking weird. I don't know. Like I haven't found anything about like sexual abuse or anything. They just meditate and you're not allowed to eat animal products. And like, it just... Like, whatever, right? I'll let him have it. Um, but she also, like, they've do- they've donated to a lot of presidential campaigns. Like, she donated $40,000 to Bill Clinton's campaign, which is interesting. Um, but uh, it- it's, yeah, it's just weird. Um the I think in China they don't like her very much. She's banned in China. Yeah, okay, I found it. She is banned in China. Um, it's considered a cult. I mean, China has interesting takes. <laughs> is that all I'm gonna say? China has interesting takes on religions. Um, because like if you practice one that they don't like, they will put you in an actual concentration camp where you will build goods to be shipped to American consumers and um, your your organs will be harvested for or like organ replacements. Like it's actually happening today in China. Um, so I don't know like if that is what would happen if you were 
openly um, practicing this uh, worship in China. The government labeled the group as Ziaho. Like, I don't know. I don't know. But it roughly translates to the evil cult. Um, and uh, they further, they made like a legal definition. Um, it's any group that their uh, members, it defies like their leaders, which I think means China's leaders. Um, okay. It initiates and spreads superstition and heterodox beliefs. Utilizes various means to fabricate and spread superstitions and heterodox or cultic beliefs to excite doubts and deceive the people and recruit and control its members by various means. Um, yeah, governments kind of want to have the corner on um, controlling citizens. They don't want other fucking dig dogs with parrot books coming in um, and, and doing that. Um... Uh, uh, yeah, or they, you know, whatever, whatever. Um, it's they're considered a dangerous group in China. Um, uh, let's see. Apparently, there's a fake electric company that masquerade like they masqueraded as like employees and business associates of an electric testing equipment company but it was like a cover for people practicing this religion um and wow that's crazy so like the manager of this like electric testing company was charged with using the company's offices and buildings as retreat sites and organizing initiations and screenings to recruit members, illegally printing and distributing more than 6,000 copies of heretical texts. Um, that's crazy. I mean, I guess that's what you do when you are trying to practice religion um, in a situation where you're not able to do so. Um... I don't know. It wasn't, this wasn't that interesting. You've just listened to me yawn and complain about hair in my food. But the Supreme Master Ching Hai, also she's a bleach blonde now. She's in her 60s. <laughs> she's bleach blonde hair. Um, and it's interesting. But yeah, go eat it loving butt. Because you love everything but the hair. Happy hump day, motherfuckers. I'm sorry. This podcast used to be good. <laughs>